Assalamu alaikum. This is the Quran, a new translation by M. A. S. Abdul Halim. This begins Juz number 10. Know that one fifth of your battle gains belongs to God and the Messenger, to close relatives and orphans, to the needy and travelers. If you believe in God and the revelation we sent down to our servant on the day of decision, the day when the two forces met in battle, God has power over all things. Remember when you were on the near side of the valley, and they were on the far side, and the caravan was below you. If you had made an appointment to fight, you would have failed to keep it. But the battle took place so that God might bring about something already ordained, so that those who were to die might die after seeing a clear proof, and so that those who were to live might live after seeing a clear proof. God is all-hearing and all-seeing. Prophet, remember when God made you see them in your sleep as few? If he had shown them to you believers as many, you would certainly have lost heart and argued about it. But God saved you. He knows the secrets of the heart. When you met, he showed them to you as few, and he made you few in their eyes, so that he might bring about something already ordained. Everything goes back to God. Believers, when you meet a force in battle, stand firm and keep God firmly in mind, so that you may prosper. Obey God and his messenger and do not quarrel with one another, or you may lose heart and your spirit may desert you. Be steadfast. God is with the steadfast. Do not be like those who came out of their homes full of conceit, showing off to people, and barring others from the way of God. God has full knowledge of all that they do. Satan made their foul deeds seem fair to them and said, No one will conquer you today, for I will be right beside you. But when the armies came within sight of one another, he turned on his heels, saying, This is where I leave you. I see what you do not, and I fear God. God is severe in his punishment. The hypocrites and those who have sickness in their hearts said, These people, the believers, must be deluded by their religion. But if anyone puts his trust in God, God is mighty and wise. If only you prophet could see, when the angels take the souls of the disbelievers, how they strike their faces and backs, it will be said, Taste the punishment of the fire. This is caused by what your own hands have stored up for you. God is never unjust to his creatures. They are like Pharaoh's people, and those before them who ignored God's signs. So God punished them for their sins. God is strong and severe in his punishment. He did this because God would not change a favor he had conferred on a people, unless they changed what was within themselves. God is all-hearing, all-knowing. They are indeed like Pharaoh's people and those before them, who denied the signs of their Lord. We destroyed them for their sins, and we drowned Pharaoh's people. They were all evildoers. 
The worst creatures in the sight of God are those who reject him and, he, and will not believe, who, whenever you profit, make a treaty with them, break it, for they have no fear of God. If you meet them in battle, make a fearsome example of them to those who come after them, so that they may take heed. And if you learn of treachery on the part of any people, throw their treaty back at them, for God does not love the treacherous. The disbelievers should not think they have won. They cannot escape. Prepare against them whatever forces you believers can muster, including war horses, to frighten off these enemies of God and of yours, and warn others unknown to you but known to God. Whatever you give in God's cause will be repaid to you in full, and you will not be wronged. But if they incline towards peace... You, prophet, must also incline towards it and put your trust in God. He is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. If they intend to deceive you, God is enough for you. It was he who strengthened you with his help and with the believers and brought their hearts together. Even if you had given away everything in the earth, you could not have done this. But God brought them together. God is mighty and wise. Prophet, God is enough for you and for the believers who follow you. Prophet, urge the believers to fight. If there are twenty of you who are steadfast, they will overcome two hundred, and a hundred of you, if steadfast, will overcome a thousand of the disbelievers, for they are people who do not understand. But God has lightened your burden for now. Knowing that there is weakness in you, a steadfast hundred of you will defeat two hundred, and a steadfast thousand of you will defeat two thousand. By God's permission, God is with the steadfast. It is not right for a prophet to take captives before he has conquered the battlefield. You people desire the transient goods of this world, but God desires the hereafter for you. God is mighty and wise. And had it not been preordained by God, a severe punishment would have come upon you for what you have taken. So enjoy in a good and lawful manner the things you have gained in war and be mindful of God. He is forgiving and merciful. Prophet, tell the captives you hold, If God knows of any good in your hearts, He will give you something better than what has been taken from you, and He will forgive you. God is forgiving and merciful. But if they mean to betray you, they have betrayed God before, and He has given you mastery over them. He is all-knowing, all-wise. Those who believed and emigrated to Medina and struggled for God's cause with their possessions and persons, and those who gave refuge and help are all allies of one another. As for those who believed, but did not emigrate, you are not responsible for their protection until they have done so. But if they seek help from you against religious persecution, it is your duty to help them, except against people with whom you have a treaty. God sees all that you do. The disbelievers support one another. If you do not do the same, there will be persecution in the land and great corruption. Those who believed and emigrated and struggled for God's cause and those who gave refuge and help, they are the true believers, and they will have forgiveness and generous provision. 
and those who came to believe afterwards and immigrated and struggled alongside you. They are part of you, but relatives still have prior claim over one another in God's scripture. God has full knowledge of all things. Surah number 9 Repentance A release by God and His Messenger from the treaty you believers made with the idolaters is announced. You idolaters may move freely about the land for four months, but you should bear in mind both that you will not escape God and that God will disgrace those who defy Him. On the day of the great pilgrimage, there will be a proclamation from God and His Messenger to all people. God and His Messenger are released from treaty obligations to the idolaters. It will be better for you idolaters if you repent. Know that you cannot escape God if you turn away. Prophet, warn those who ignore God that they will have a painful punishment. As for those idolaters who have honored the treaty you believers made with them and who have not supported anyone against you, fulfill your agreement with them to the end of their term. God loves those who are mindful of him. When the four forbidden months are over, wherever you encounter the idolaters, kill them, seize them, beseech them, wait for them at every lookout post, but if they repent, maintain the prayer and pay the prescribed alms, let them go on their way, for God is most forgiving and merciful. If any one of the idolaters should seek your protection, prophet, grant it to him, so that he may hear the word of God. Then take him to a place safe for him, for they are a people who do not know. How could there be a treaty with God and his messenger for idolaters? But as for those with whom you made a treaty at the sacred mosque, so long as they remain true to you, be true to them. God loves those who are mindful of him. How, when, if they were to get the upper hand over you, they would not respect any tie with you of kinship or of treaty. They please you with their tongues, but their hearts are against you and most of them are lawbreakers. They have sold God's message for a trifling gain and barred others from his path. How evil their actions are! Where believers are concerned, they respect no tie of kinship or treaty. They are the ones who are committing aggression. If they repent, keep up the prayer, and pay the prescribed alms. Then they are your brothers in faith. We make the messages clear for people who understand. But if they break their oath after having made an agreement with you and revile your religion... Then fight these leaders of disbelief. Oaths mean nothing to them, so that they may stop. How could you not fight a people who have broken their oaths, who tried to drive the messenger out, who attacked you first? Do you fear them? It is God you should fear if you are true believers. Fight them. God will punish them at your hands. He will disgrace them. He will help you to conquer them. He will heal the believer's feelings and remove the rage from their hearts. God turns to whoever he will in his mercy. God is all-knowing and wise. Do you think that you will be left untested without 
God identifying which of you would strive for his cause and take no supporters apart from God, his messenger, and other believers? God is fully aware of all your actions. It is not right for the idolaters to tend God's places of worship while testifying to their own disbelief. The deeds of such people will come to nothing, and they will abide in hell. The only ones who should tend God's places of worship are those who believe in God in the last day, who keep up the prayer, who pay the prescribed alms, and who fear no one but God. Such people may hope to be among the rightly guided. Do you consider giving water to pilgrims and tending the sacred mosque to be equal to the deeds of those who believe in God and the last day and who strive in God's path? They are not equal in God's eyes. God does not guide such benighted people. Those who believe, who migrated and strove hard in God's way with their possessions and their persons, are in God's eyes much higher in rank. It is they who will triumph, and their Lord gives them the good news of his mercy and pleasure, gardens where they will have lasting bliss, and where they will remain forever. Truly, there is a tremendous reward with God. Believers, do not take your fathers and brothers as allies if they prefer disbelief to faith. Those of you who do so are doing wrong. Say, Prophet, if your fathers, sons, brothers, wives, tribes, the wealth you have acquired, the trade which you fear will decline, and the dwellings you love are dearer to you than God and his messenger and the struggle in his cause, then wait until God brings about his punishment. God does not guide those who break away. God has helped you believers on many battlefields, even on the day of the Battle of Hunain. You were well pleased with your large numbers, but they were of no use to you. The earth seemed to close in on you despite its spaciousness, and you turned tail and fled. Then God sent his calm down to his messengers and the believers, and he sent down invisible forces. He punished the disbelievers. This is what the disbelievers deserve. But after all this, God turns in his mercy to whoever he will. God is most forgiving and merciful. Believers, those who ascribe partners to God are truly unclean. Do not let them come near the sacred mosque after this year. If you are afraid you may become poor, bear in mind that God will enrich you out of his bounty if he pleases. God is all-knowing and wise. Fight those of the people of the book who do not truly believe in God and the last day, who do not forbid what God and his messenger have forbidden, who do not obey the rule of justice until they pay the tax promptly and agree to submit. The Jews said, Ezra is the son of God, and the Christians said, The Messiah is the son of God. They said this with their own mouths, repeating what earlier disbelievers had said. May God thwart them. How far astray they have been led. They take their rabbis and their monks as lords beside God, 
as well as Christ, the Son of Mary. But they were commanded to serve only one God. There is no God but Him. He is far above whatever they set up as His partners. They tried to extinguish God's light with their mouths. But God insists on bringing His light to its fullness, even if the disbelievers hate it. It is He who has sent His messenger with guidance and the religion of truth to show that it is above all other religions, however much the idolaters may hate this. You who believe, many rabbis and monks wrongfully consume people's possessions and turn people away from God's path. Prophet, tell those who hoard gold and silver instead of giving in God's cause that they will have a grievous punishment on the day it is heated up in hell's fire and used to brand their foreheads, sides, and backs. They will be told, this is what you hoarded up for yourselves. Now feel the pain of what you hoarded. God decrees that there are twelve months ordained in God's book on the day when he created the heavens and earth, four months of which are sacred. This is the correct calculation. Do not wrong yourselves in these months, though you may fight the idolaters at any time if they first fight you. Remember that God is with those who are mindful of him. Postponing sacred months is a further act of disbelief by which those who disbelieve are led astray. They will allow it one year and forbid it another in order outwardly to conform with the number of God's sacred months, but in doing so, they permit what God has forbidden. Their evil deeds are made alluring to them. God does not guide those who disregard Him. Believers, why, when it is said to you, go and fight in God's cause, do you feel weighed down to the ground? Do you prefer this world to the life to come? How small the enjoyment of this world is compared with the life to come. If you do not go out and fight, God will punish you severely and put others in your place, but you cannot harm Him in any way. God has power over all things. Even if you do not help the prophet, God helped him when the disbelievers drove him out. When the two of them were in the cave, he, Muhammad, said to his companion, Do not worry, God is with us. And God sent his calm down to him, aided him with forces invisible to you, and brought down the disbeliever's plan. God's plan is higher. God is almighty and wise. So go out, no matter whether you are lightly or heavily armed, and struggle in God's way with your possessions and your persons, this is better for you if you only knew. They would certainly have followed you, prophet, if the benefit was within sight and the journey short, but the distance seemed too great for them. They will swear by God, If we could, we certainly would go out with you. But they ruin themselves, for God knows that they are lying. God forgive you, prophet. Why did you give them permission to stay at home before it had become clear to you which of them spoke the truth and which were liars? Those who have faith in God in the last day do not ask you for exemption from struggle with their possessions and their persons. 
God knows exactly who is mindful of him. Only those who do not have faith in God and the last day ask your permission to stay at home. They have doubt in their hearts and so they waver. If they had really wanted to go out to battle with you, they would have made preparations. But God was loath to let them rise up and made them hold back. It was said, Stay with those who stay behind. They would only have given you trouble if they had gone out with you. They would have scurried around trying to sow discord among you, and some of you would willingly have listened to them. God knows exactly who does evil. Indeed, they had tried before that to stir up discord. They devised plots against you, prophet, until the truth was exposed, and God's will triumphed, much to their disgust. Some of them said, Give me permission to stay at home. Do not trouble me. They are already in trouble. Hell will engulf the disbelievers. If you, prophet, have good fortune, it will grieve them. But if misfortune comes your way, they will say to themselves, We took precautions for this, and go away rejoicing. Say, Only what God has decreed will happen to us. He is our master. Let the believers put their trust in God. Say, Do you expect something other than one of the two best things to happen to us? Well, we expect God to inflict punishment on you, either from himself or at our hands. So wait. We too are waiting. Say, Whether you give willingly or unwillingly, what you give will not be accepted, for you are disobedient people. The only thing that prevents what they give from being accepted is the fact that they defy God and His Messenger, perform the prayer only lazily, and give only grudgingly. So, prophet, do not let their possessions or their children impress you. Through these, God intends to torment them in this world and for their souls to depart while they disbelieve. They swear by God that they belong with you believers, but they do not. They are cowardly. If they could find a place of refuge or a cave or somewhere to crawl into, they would run there with great haste. Some of them find fault with you, prophet, regarding the distribution of alms. They are content if they are given a share, but angry if not. If only they would be content with what God and his messenger have given them and say, God is enough for us, he will give us some of his bounty, and so will his messenger. To God alone we turn in hope. Alms are meant only for the poor, the needy, those who administer them, those whose hearts need winning over, to free slaves and help those in debt, for God's cause and for travelers in need. This is ordained by God. God is all-knowing and wise. There are others who insult the prophet by saying, He will listen to anything, say, he listens for your own good. He believes in God, trusts the believers, and is a mercy for those of you who believe. An agonizing torment awaits those who insult God's messenger. They swear by God in order to please you believers. 
If there were true believers, it would be more fitting for them to please God and His Messenger. Do they not know that whoever opposes God and His Messenger will go to the fire of hell and stay there? That is the supreme disgrace. The hypocrites fear that a surah will be revealed exposing what is in their hearts say, Carry on with your jokes. God will bring about what you fear. Yet if you were to question them, they would be sure to say, We were just chatting, just amusing ourselves. Say, Were you joking about God, His revelations, and His messenger? Do not try to justify yourselves. You have gone from belief to disbelief. We may forgive some of you, but we will punish others. They are evildoers. The hypocrites, both men and women, are all in, all the same. They order what is wrong and forbid what is right. They are tight-fisted. They have ignored God, so he has ignored them. The hypocrites are the disobedient ones. God promises the fire of hell as a permanent home for the hypocrites, both men and women and the disbelievers. This is enough for them. God rejects them and a lasting punishment awaits them. You are like those who lived before you. They were even stronger than you, with more wealth and children. They enjoyed their share in this life, as you have enjoyed yours. Like them, you have indulged in idle talk. Their deeds go to waste in this world and the next. It is they who will lose all in the life to come. Have they never heard the stories about their predecessors? The people of Noah, Ad, Thamud, Abraham, Midian, and the overturned cities? Their messengers came to them with clear evidence of the truth. God would not wrong them. They wronged themselves. The believers, both men and women, support each other. They order what is right and forbid what is wrong. They keep up the prayer and pay the prescribed alms. They obey God and His messenger. God will give His mercy to such people. God is almighty and wise. God has promised the believers, both men and women, gardens graced with flowing streams where they will remain, good, peaceful homes and gardens of lasting bliss, and greatest of all, God's good pleasure. That is the supreme triumph. Prophet, strive against the disbelievers and the hypocrites and be tough with them. Hell is their final home and evil destination. They swear by God that they did not, but they certainly did speak words of defiance and became defiant after having submitted. They tried to do something, though they did not achieve it. Being spiteful was their only response to God and his messenger, enriching them out of his bounty. They would be better off turning back to God. If they turn away, God will inflict painful torment on them in this world and the hereafter, and there will be no one on earth to protect or help them. There are some among them who pledged themselves to God, saying, If God gives us some of his bounty, we shall certainly give alms and be righteous. Yet when he did give them some of his bounty, they became mean and turned obstinately away. Because they broke their promise to God, because of all the lies they told, he made hypocrisy settle in their hearts until the day they meet him. 
Do they not realize that God knows their secrets and their private discussions? That God knows all that is hidden? It is they who criticize the believers, who give freely and those who can only give a little with great effort. They scoff at such people. But it is God who scoffs at them. A painful torment awaits them. It makes no difference, prophet, whether you ask forgiveness for them or not. God will not forgive them even if you ask seventy times, because they reject God and his messenger. God does not guide those who rebel against him. Those who were left behind were happy to stay behind when God's messenger set out. They hated the thought of striving in God's way with their possessions and their persons. They said to one another, Do not go out in this heat. Say, Hellfire is hotter, if only they understood. Let them laugh a little. They will weep a lot in return for what they have done. So, prophet, if God brings you back to a group of them who ask you for permission to go out, say, You will never go out and fight an enemy with me. You chose to sit at home the first time, so remain with those who stay behind. Do not hold prayers for any of them if they die, and do not stand by their graves. They disbelieved in God and his messenger and died rebellious. Do not let their possessions and their children impress you. God means to torment them through these in this world, and that their souls should depart while they disbelieve. When a surah is revealed saying, Believe in God and strive hard alongside his messenger. Their wealthy ask your permission, saying, Allow us to stay behind with the others. They prefer to be with those who stay behind. Their hearts have been sealed. They do not comprehend. But the messenger and those who believe with him strove hard with their possessions and their persons. The best things belong to them. It is they who will prosper. God has prepared gardens graced with flowing streams for them, and there they will stay. That is the supreme triumph. Some of the desert Arabs, too, came to make excuses, asking to be granted exemption. Those who lied to God and his messenger stayed behind at home. A painful torment will afflict those of them who disbelieved. But there is no blame attached to the weak, the sick and those who have no means to spend, provided they are true to God and his messenger. There is no reason to reproach those who do good. God is most forgiving and merciful. And there is no blame attached to those who came to you, prophet, for riding animals into whom you said, I cannot find a mount for you. They turned away with their eyes, overflowing with tears of grief, that they had nothing they could contribute. This is the end of Juz number 10.
This has been a Safina Society production.